Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we look at what happened in grain markets last week and this morning with prices reflecting downward trends. We have the short and long-range summer outlook with senior climatologist David Phillips. SAS Tip releases its July Crime of the Month and seeks public help. And we hear about a new Canadian reality TV program called Farming for Love. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices have been moving downward during the past week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says grain price fundamentals remain strong, but markets have been showing downward movement this past week. Well, Jim, reviewing what happened with canola to start this week on Monday here, U.S. markets are closed, but canola is still trading, and it was a pretty significant move downwards for some of the soy markets, soybeans, soybean oil on Friday. With canola closed, it didn't have a chance to react until today, so we are seeing the futures down approximately $45. Last week, we did see the November contract increase and we saw it on uh, last week get to around that $900 a ton area. However, we're back down to about $834 a ton here as of right now. On the Minneapolis wheat front, again, the wheat market has been in a steady decline here now and on the Friday close, the July contract sitting at 941 and the, the September nearby now going to be at 948 so below that $10 a bushel and the next area we could see it is closer to $9 last week we did see a USDA report and when it comes to planted acres both corn and wheat were actually in line with expectations but soybeans fell below the pre-report range of guesses so right now when you actually look at the fundamental data it, it does support the grain markets here to potentially go higher but that's not the case right now which is why I believe it's more on the technical side funds liquidating positions really driving kind of the train right now from last week to this morning, how much is canola up or down and wheat down? 
Well, last week when when you look at canola on June 27th, we did open at approximately $870 a ton, and we did get to a high of about $900. So looking at that, about $30 a ton gain on November canola last week, but again, we've given all that back up here now this morning. On the Minneapolis wheat front, a bit different of a story. We opened at approximately 1070 a bushel on the September contract last Monday. And again, now we're sitting at about 948 as the close on Friday. So that's uh, coming up to that 80 cent a bushel loss. And I'm watching again wheat to potentially find a bottom here. But right now, the trend is your friend. And if you're on the, the long side, in other words, looking for the market to go up, you're betting against the trend. You said fundamentals, though, should show, could show strengthening. What's the outlook for this week and beyond? Well, again, as I mentioned, I am taking more of the technical side of things here right now, because when you even look at as well to the general outlook in terms of other markets like the stock market oil, things like that. The general consensus is a, a risk-off feeling in, in everything right now. Oil was really the, the shining light for a while and has since declined, pulling down even the TSX now, kind of on the year. So when you look at, I think, everything around the, the world, I would use that term risk-off. And commodities, whether it's grain, oil, metals even, they're not immune to going down as well. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Environment Canada is forecasting unsettled weather for much of the southern grain belt this week. Senior climatologist David Phillips says this week we'll see some rain, but the summer is expected to be warmer than normal with normal amounts of moisture. Well, Jim, I, I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I think a, a good, a good kind of a of a week for growing uh, the growing season would be hey, uh, some heat, hey, some rain, and great. It would be great for farmers and and growers and even urbanites if it rained at you know three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Of course, farmers don't care when it rains as long as it, it does rain. And what we're seeing this week, a couple of weather systems, one just around the international border, another one over Oregon, is going to make for an unsettled kind of a week in southern Saskatchewan. Temperatures that might be uh, a couple degrees cooler than normal or a couple degrees warmer than normal. So hovering around that, that normal seasonal mark is always, I think, good news. Uh, you don't want it to be too hot or too cool. So Hey, being normal and delightfully boring kind of weather is something that farmers really would like. We also see in the seven days of forecast, we see three days with rain. We've had some rain this morning in, in Regina, for example, uh, and some this afternoon. Clearly, we see a, a good moderate chance of, of showers. We also see that probability of rain in, staying high in, in, say, Thursday as that weather system from Oregon moves through, bringing some more rain. And, and then... It may 
maybe maybe Saturday or another maybe a thirty percent chance of showers. So I like a week where you see that little icon of showers appearing a few times, but also temperatures that get uh, anywhere from a couple degrees below normal to about three degrees warmer than normal. So I think this week is is, is good, especially now that the seeds are in and uh, the province is greening up, and so I think there's a lot more optimism in the in the agricultural sector than there was this time last year. You know, compare this year to last year. Jim, we had, this time last year, we had already 13 days where the temperature was above 30, and some of those rocketed up to 35 degrees, and there was no precipitation to go with it. This year, we've had three days above 30, So, and that's just about what you normally would expect in May, June, and going into uh, into July. So I, I think that's, that's saying a lot. It's saying, hey, it may not be as clearly as warm as last year, but we don't want it as warm as last year. And we've had more precipitation. I look at the um, percentage of average precipitation from beginning of April to now, and the province looks pretty good. Hey, it's a little bit more than people, what farmers want, maybe in the southeastern part of the province. But in many areas, I think the worst I've seen is is something that would be maybe, you know, three quarters of what you normally would get. So so that is really, I think, uh, money in the bank for uh, for farmers. And now, going forward, hey, what is the rest of the summer going to be like? I mean, what we're seeing is that we think overall, and of course, we always do a better job describing what we've had than what we're going to get, but the models, the American models are saying the same thing. So you have a little bit more confidence, Jim, that the, the models are telling you what the weather is going to be. And what we're seeing in July is, is warmer than normal. Now, not as warm as last year. That was excruciatingly torrid and, and really was negative to, uh, for farmers and growers. But so we see a warmer than normal summer, and that continuing on through to August. I wish I could tell you that frost wouldn't come until, until after Thanksgiving, I mean, instead of the middle of September, because farmers do need a longer growing season well into the, into the fall uh, rather than, than a short one because it was a little slow uh, going. But my gosh, I think that the precipitation now, our models ahead, we don't do a good job of forecasting precipitation. I mean, that just is just, you can put a, a person on the moon, but hey, getting, getting how much rain's going to fall in 60 to 90 days when storms aren't even born yet is, is a little bit much. But the models seem to suggest that the weather patterns that are there are going to suggest normal amounts of rain. So I think warmer than normal and normal amounts of precipitation, just, just uh, what you normally would expect, would really be music to farmers' ears. It's like almost money in the bank when you have that kind of a forecast. Certainly quite a difference than, than last year. David Phillips is Senior Climatologist. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Back here today with another Canola School episode, and I have here with me Hector Carcamo, who is a research scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. How are you doing today? Pretty good. 
Do you want to talk about some of the research you've been working on when it comes to cabbage seed pod weevil? I can tell you uh, some of the work that we have done in the past and some of the work that we have done more recently also. Um, so cabbage seed pod weevil, just to give you a little bit of background, is, um, is one of our exotic pests. You know, we have quite a few of those exotic pests that usually come from Europe because we have the same climate. So this, this insect, um, we probably have uh, known about it for the last 20, 25 years. And it's a, it's a very serious pest of canola in our region in, uh, in southern Alberta. And it's spreading um, also east. And it has even reached Manitoba in the last few years. And uh, we're more concerned about the damage it could cause in Manitoba because they have a lot of canola there. And this insect likes humidity. So one of the studies that we have been doing in the past for many years is we have been um, uh, surveying weeds to, uh, to determine the abundance of this insect. And in particular, we have been paying attention to flixweed because flixweed seems to be a magnet for these insects that attack canola. Uh, flixweed is of course in the same family as canola, right? The brassicacea plants, and it, it, uh, it's a weed that comes very early and it's probably the first uh, brassicaceous weed that will have bulbs and the cavecipo weevil is attracted to the plants when they start to produce bulbs. So there's you know, something about the smell that they are attracted to. So this year we have been uh, we, we have been repeating this weed survey. I, I've been doing this weed survey for about 24 years now, and not every year, but for the first time I did it for about 10 years, and then every five years. And this year has been a very good uh, year to do this because you re you remember that last year was very dry. Um, we had hot, dry conditions. And those conditions are not very favorable for the cabecipo weevil. You know, they, uh, they like more humid and more cool conditions because the larvae develop inside the pods of canola and they need to reach the mature stage then, then they can make a hole and come out of the pod and then they pupate in the soil. And also if the soil is too dry and too hot, they may not survive also. Uh, a trap crop system can work really well for cabbage or weevil. And one way to do the trap crop now is to use these cultivars that are uh, straight harvesting that you don't have to swath. And, and we have enough cultivars that people can choose a cultivar that will flower a few days earlier and even if you have something like a five-day difference probably a seven-day difference in flowering might be better but if you plant the early flowering early flowering cultivar along the borders and one seeding pass is probably enough to do it because basically you want to have there lots of flowers early on and the cavecipo weevils they overwinter in tree shelters or any areas uh, outside the field that have lots of residue and then they will fly and invade the borders of the fields initially. So then you can spray your insecticide there and, and control them and avoid having to spray the entire field. So that's one way that one could control the, um, the cabecipo weevil. Uh, another area that are more recent that I'm collaborating with a colleague at the University of Alberta is we want to pursue the potential of develop uh, germplasms, uh, cultivars that could be developed in the future. So my colleague is interested in looking at the potential of, uh, of uh, using yellow mustard uh, genetics and, and put it into canola because that might eventually help us to there is some work already that was done by Lloyd Dostal and other other um, um, scientists and they they did have some promising material where you could see that the cabecipo weevil was not 
as, um, as bad as, as far as causing damage on the plant. So that might be a, an opportunity to develop more uh, cultivars that are, that are resistant to this insect pest. Now talk about timing. When are you going to start to see this cabbage seed pod weevil? <laughs> yeah, so the cabbage seed pod weevil, they, uh, they will now they are they they will be feeding on flixweed on stinkweed on uh, any any cruciferous any brassicaceous weeds uh, then as soon as the canola starts to produce bolts and starts to bolt you can start sweeping it and seeing if they're, they're there uh, you should wait until the crop is at about 20 percent flower this has been your real agriculture update it's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Cloudy today, 60%. Chance of showers, wind east 30. The high today, 20 degrees, the low 13. Tuesday, cloudy, wind southeast 20. The high tomorrow, 23, the low 13. Wednesday, sunny and hotter, the high 28, 60%. Chance of evening showers, the low 16. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 24, the low 15. Friday, clearing the high 28, 30% chance of evening showers, the low 17. Saturday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 27, the low 15. Sunday, sunny, the high 25. Normal high for this date is 25, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.53 this morning, it sets at 9.12 tonight. And around the province... The hot spot is Saskatoon at 22. The cold spot in the southwest corner, Cypress Hills, at just 13 degrees. Estevan is 20. Saskatoon once again, 22. Swift Current, 14. Weyburn, 19. Yorkton is 18. Regina, cloudy and 18. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast at 20. Humidity is 72%. The barometric pressure, 101.4. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 18 Winds are from the north, northeast at 13. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A nonprofit group organized to help solve rural environmental crime has released its Crime of the Month in Saskatchewan. Sask Tip Communications Officer Cody Osborne says North Battleford Conservation Officers are trying to solve a killing of three antelope in early June near Looseland. So the Crime of the Month is just one specific crime out of out of quite a few that uh, come up throughout the province that we choose to focus on. Um, so recently there's been uh, three antelope shot near Looseland in northwest Saskatchewan, shot and left. 
We've had oil dumped in a lagoon near Shaunavin that's contaminated their uh, water treatment plant. Yeah, those are kind of our most recent ones and that we've, we're have we focusing on right now. Any leads on either of these crimes? Not to my knowledge. I don't, I don't see those results. I just get the messaging out there and then people that call the tip line, that information just goes directly to the officers. And how do they get a hold of the tip line? We have a toll-free number that's open 24-7. The tip line goes to our dispatchers who will contact the officers. You can call that number at 1-800-667-7561 or SaskTel cell phones can just dial pound 5555. Now, I understand these three pronghorn antelope were shot and left uh, just north of Looseland. And any idea, is there any open season on pronghorn antelope? No, there are no hunting seasons open right now. So these antelope were shot out of season, shot and left to waste, so none of the meat was taken or, or used, and uh, shot with a small caliber firearm, which is also illegal. Yeah, in hunter safety training, I was taught you'd, it's illegal to hunt deer with a twenty-two simply because usually they run and they suffer. Yeah, the twenty-two calibers or smaller and some of the larger ones, they don't have enough impact power cause enough damage to humanely put an animal down so they, they can run around with the, the bullet in them and and dies more slowly unfortunately so which is why it's illegal to use those small calibers so sask tip is out asking someone to call into the tip line to help solve this crime now on another topic we're now into the summer and boating and fishing season what are some of the fishing regulations that the public should be aware of in saskatchewan there's quite a few regulations that can be found all in the Saskatchewan Angler's Guide, which can be picked up in print at uh, any of our licensed vendors or online. So obviously all anglers must possess and carry a valid Saskatchewan angling license unless you are under the age of 16, so 15 and younger, or if you're a Saskatchewan senior who, is, who has turned 65 or older. So seniors still have to provide proof of age and residency, and are required to obey all other fishing regulations, such as the limits and season dates. So all anglers must produce their license when requested by a conservation officer or RCMP officer, either physically or electronically, we accept as well. And the receipt is not a copy of your license. We do see that a lot. Anglers must not take more fish than the limit specifies, which include fish stored in your freezer or eaten that same day. Anglers cannot fish with more than one line during the open water season, and you cannot be more than 25 meters away from your fishing line and must be able to see the line at all times. Fish cannot be caught by snaring or snagging, and fish traps or nets cannot be used to take fish unless you're specifically licensed to do so. Uh, you cannot use frogs, salamanders, or crayfish as bait, whether they're alive or dead. It's illegal to use live fish for bait or to transfer live fish between water bodies. It's illegal to provide an outfitting service to other anglers without being licensed to do so. And obviously it's illegal to sell or market fish that are taken by angling unless you have a commercial fishing license. Cody Osborne is the communications officer with Sask Tip. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A new reality Canadian TV show is being developed called Farming for Love. The goal is to bring two people together to share a life on the farm. Executive producer Grant Greschuk has Saskatchewan roots, but says the first season will involve a group of single BC-based farmers. It's a very unique, one-of-a-kind dating series where we find uh, life partners for farmers. And not just farmers, but a- a- like anyone, you know, uh, farm adjacent. We, uh, even, uh, we have a cowboy, we have uh, horse trainers as well. So it's a really unique dating reality show, but it's, it's very authentic. It's not, there's nothing really staged about it. The farmers, the daters get to learn what it's like to live on a farm while dating a farmer. And the farmer, hopefully, and the daters find a match. And in the end, there are proposals or even uh, possible uh, weddings in the future. I understand it's limited to BC right now, but are you thinking of expanding sometime to the prairies? Ideally, yes. I mean, we're in the first season. And uh, as you know, there's so many, Canada's so big, and there's so many big farming communities across the country. But right now, we're just focused in BC. The show has had quite a bit of success in other countries. I think it's been 12 seasons in Australia alone. So, And they've shot all over Australia as well. So in the future, if everything goes well, and we're hoping it does, yes, well, we would be expanding for sure. When do you start filming and when does it air? We start filming in September and we're hoping it's going to air in 2023. There's no definite plans yet of what exact date, but I'm hoping personally that it airs in spring of 2023. Grant Greschuk is the executive producer of a new reality Canadian TV show called Farming for Love. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber and Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were showing downward movement this morning. Viterra prices for canola fell $45 at 806.92 yellow peas declined $9.07 at 505.89 number 1 red spring wheat went down $18.34 at 406.03 the rest were unchanged durham 551.15 feed barley 347.87 chickpeas 999.99 flax 912.67 lentils 792.50 Oats 441.53 and feed wheat 378.30. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the Heartland Market Report direct from Swiftcurt. We had 900 cattle on offer last week. All the market was strong. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows are $1.10 to $1.18. An odd cow up to $1.20. D3 cows, 80 to $1.10. Good bulls, $1.25 to $1.49. Medium bulls, 90 to $1.10. Heiferets, buck fifteen to $1.35. Big heiferets, $1.35, $1.51. We had 200 pairs on offer. 
The good cow calf pairs were twenty four hundred to three thousand. Medium pairs were seventeen hundred to twenty four hundred. This has been Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. Good day and good marketing. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices two forty nine twenty two per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on six twenty CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit two nd.lookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. SAS Water is reporting a successful year with income of $8 million and record high customer satisfaction. SAS Water will contribute dividends to the province of $6.49 million. SAS Water Minister Don Morgan says the Crown Corporation saw important infrastructure initiatives. Work has started to support major industrial projects announced in the Regina area. Preliminary work is underway to expand Saskwater's near infrastructure into a regional non-potable water supply system. This project will grow and diversify Saskwater's industrial customer base and provide reliable water supply for further industrial development. Other works involve supplying customers east of Saskatoon and in other areas of the province. Saskwater owns nine water treatment plants, three wastewater facilities, 137 kilometers of canal, and 941 kilometers of pipeline. On the markets, the TSX is up 194 points to 19,055. The Dow has risen 321 points to 31,097. Oil has gained $2.04 at 110.47 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at 77.70 cents U.S., that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.